Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Yes, yes, hello, and welcome to what would traditionally be another episode of Affirmative Murder, but because of that cold-hearted bitch Corona, we are here with a very special version of Affirmative Murder. We decided, and by we I mean my guest co-host, Miss Sierra Fath, hey uh, guys. artist extraordinaire, my fiance, and also now my host for... <laughs> Uh, indefinitely i'm I don't fran know. substitute just for a bit yes we don't know how long this is going to be so we decided to flip the script what we are going to be doing now and until who knows how long whenever until we die to- or i don't know what the course of action is for corona it goes away magically according to the um, white house but whatever until whatever happens takes place we will be doing the true crime cinema club uh, every week, you know, we will watch something because we're all stuck in the house. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing that we all can do is watch a movie. And, you know, we will come back, report to you a grade, uh, what we thought of it, just kind of give a quick overview of it. And, you know, if we enjoyed it or not. And uh, I figured it's something to do rather than nothing. Right. And it's a little different than cereal and cereal because it's not just about serial killers. Yeah, times are hard. The shelves are bare. A cereal is not easy to find. And I'm not going to sit here and, wa- and eat Wheaties every week to tell you guys that Wheaties is a six and the milkification is terrible. And then this movie was whatever. I'm, we're just going to take, we're taking the cereal out of the thing. We're just doing the cereal. Right. And of course we can't mm. uh, do our new show without our jingle that we've been working on all day long. Oh, right. Uh, for, yeah. For True Crime Cinema Club. Yeah. The, the jingle. Yeah. Right. So we might as well um, sing that for the people. I, yeah. I know. We've been working I, on it while wasted, you know? Right. Right. I, okay. know, that, I know that song. Yeah. So you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. And a one, and a two, and a true, true crime. crime. It's tonight. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. What are we doing Do inside? inside? It's Corona season, season. So pull up a treason. treason. And put on some true crime true tonight. tonight. The True Crime I'm Cinema, Cinema Club. Club. Starring Sierra Fan and Alvin Williams. Good job. Thank you. Um, Good job. Good job. Six hours, six hours that took to perfect, and I I think you did a really good job on that. Thanks. 
Yeah, no problem. Anyway, let's get right to it. Uh, this week, we watched Richard Jewell. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a doozy. It was directed by Clint Eastwood. Right. Now, Clint Eastwood is mostly famed these days for making weird, racist movies. Okay, uh, but apparently he did cast I Googled that and that was wrong. I don't know what Amazon Prime was talking about. How that, dare they? I did not. There was no wanna 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 at any up, moment in Casper. It came up that... When it said other other movies directed by Clint Eastwood, that Casper, like, you know, the one with little Christina yeah, Ritchie. Devin, the Devin Sawa Devin, vehicle. Oh, yeah, no, no. I was in love with I him. didn't believe that at all, but it all the other movies were accurate. You know, uh, Million Dollar Baby, uh, Gran Torino, Mule, which is a fucking insane movie. I, I don't think it's it. true crime related, but it's just about Clint Eastwood being hilariously old and racist and working for a Mexican drug cartel. Okay. It's 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 a it's an amazingly bad movie. Like it's really entertaining cuz mm-hmm. it's so bad. But when I if you watch Mule you're like there's no way this fucking dude re- directed Casper. Right. So I had my skepticism, but all the other movies matched up. I just don't know why they tried to trick me like that. Yeah, that was a weird one to throw into his and IMDb. Like, and like Amazon Prime knows I love Casper. Yeah. They were like, oh, you love Casper? Guess what? It was directed by Clint fucking Eastwood. Nah. The, the Sundance Kid or whatever cowboy movies he they would. They lied. You know, but anyway, it's okay. They deliver my packages. So. Yes. Any, yes. Anyway, and also, anyway, let's get focused back on Richard Jewell. Sorry. Okay, so Richard Jewell. Anyway, Richard Jewell, the movie, is a story based on uh, the tragedy that happened in 1996 when a single homemade pipe bomb left in a book bag exploded amongst a crowd of spectators at Centennial Olympic Park in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it was near the main site of the Olympic Games, and the blast caused the uh, the blast was caused by a crude device. It was like stuffed by nails, according to the to movie. So yeah. it was a it was an explosive device, but it was meant to blow out nails into a crowd, mm-hmm. it, and it hurt. It killed two people and it injured a lot of other like people. Like a hundred people. Yeah. Oh, I got, I got the specifics. Um, the blast killed one person and injured 112 people. A journalist also died of a heart attack while running to cover the event. Oh. So it wasn't a direct death. It was caused by, you know, the the drama and the fear of the moment. I wonder how many people that people that happened to during like 9/11 or something. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I feel like that. I feel like that maybe is such a it's a statistic that gets thrown in with everything else. Sure. Of people that weren't directly hurt by the attack, but the oh my, what do I do now? But like the, the intensity and the yeah. stress. Yeah, I'd love. I'd be. I'm, that's something. I'm. That's interesting. Anyway, uh, so the the attack was not thwarted, but it was lessened by a man named Richard Jewell. Now, Richard Jewell in real life is if you we all know a Richard Jewell. He's the kid that uh, you know wanted to be the hall monitor. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the guy at your job who he he caught you stealing staples, and instead of going like, "Oh man, my bad, man," you know, but I need some staples. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be writing you up like, human just resources. Like a super rule follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, oh man, you know, sorry, man. I just I, I know I was supposed to clock out for overtime because they're not doing any this week, but He'll I really need to finish this up. project. Oh yeah, yeah. He's telling the boss. He's like the tattletale and like but he but his intentions are good yeah he's a stickler for the rules he's not he's not doing it to climb the ladder he's not doing it to be a weasel his only desire is purely to follow the rules and if you break a rule you have to get in trouble that's the rep that's the repercussions of breaking a rule according to a, a guy like richard jewell now richard jewell was not a police officer at the event he was working security for this uh olympic event and he uh, there was some kids breaking bottles, you know, you know, kids doing kid things at large music events. 
And, you know, when he went to go, they, according to the movie, Richard Jewell, the kids didn't listen to him. So he went to go get the real police. And during the scuffle of everything, he saw a suspicious package. And also, according to the movie, the police officers were like, dude, it's full of beer, man. Don't. He's like, no, no, this is a suspicious, a suspicious package. We have to call it in. There has to be the proper bomb. People have to come. And everybody kind of rolled their eyes like, come on, man, you know what that's going to be. We're going to be here longer. We're going to have to fill out paperwork. And he's like, no, no, no. If there's a suspicious package, there's rules to follow. And that's and because he did that, he was right. The bomb people came. They opened it up. There was a pipe bomb inside. They started to create a, you know, a, a perimeter and get people back away from the package. And they got as many people back as they could. The bomb did end up going off. But if he hadn't done that, there would have been more people surrounding that package and pe- more more fatalities, most likely. Way more. So Richard Jewell is, you know, I've rightfully proclaimed a hero by the, you know, the world. He kind of had his 15 minutes. You know, everybody was in love with Richard Jewell. He was on the news. He was a local hero. You know, people who knew him were kind of going crazy about everything. And within a week... Maybe less, maybe within four, three, three days, Yeah, three or four days, the FBI, he became their number one suspect for the bombing because yeah. they came up with a profile of a lone wolf. And Richard Jewell is a white man who, who he had some uh, he had impersonated a police officer in his past. And, you know, he kind of fit the profile of somebody who would do a lone wolf type of bombing attack like this. Right. And the movie is starring. <laughs> it's such a coincidence. Uh just last week was in our uh, Tiger King discussion about casting. And, you know, I got a lot of responses about people were saying they like your castings and maybe they would like to see your film better. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage as Joe Exotic. You know, still strange, but whatever. It's your people choice. like it. And lo and behold, someone who made my list to play James Gerritsen, the Chucky doll man. Yeah. Mr. The- Paul Walter Hauser. Yes. Starring was starring as Richard Jewell in this film. Sierra, um, what'd you think of Paul Walter Hauser in this film? I mean, I'm obsessed with him. Yeah, he's fucking phenomenal. He just is he he's so there's just this real sweetness, this jolliness to him. Mm-hmm. Just love him. And like, he's ever present. You, yeah. He it doesn't feel like he's acting. No, he's so natural. He is pretty flawless i'd say i mean he could play he could play all kinds of roles i think but i think this role specifically was perfect for him he was yeah. kind of like he was like a paul blart yeah he's like real life paul blart yes like kind of simple the guy that says stuff you know the police are coming in checking the perimeter he's like oh you guys doing a 1532 yeah i know man you know i took the police test last month I, you know i think i'm probably gonna make sergeant in the next five years but right now i'm working as security for this kb toys and his role Just working was, my way up the ladder paying my dues his, and they're like okay man we have work to do we're police officers and you're not his role was similar in itania too where it was like he just kind of wanted to be liked and yeah he not even just not like he wanted to be res- like he wants to be respected yeah as an authority yes it's not he's not trying to be mr popular he just wants to let you know there are rules in the world and i'm an authority who gets to enforce those rules so right. when i say that you're breaking a rule listen to me yes now for good or for bad whatever but if you're putting those that person as a security guard or whatever he is doing his job Sometimes he would do his job a little too far. You know, take his job a little too far. As you know, according to the film, he impersonated a police officer. Yes. And in the film, he was uh, according to the film, he was pulling people over. 
he was a he was a college like, campus security guard and he yeah. was pulling people over on the highway. Right. <laughs> so he would just do too much. Yeah, basically. he would go overboard. Yeah, he'd yeah, go yeah. overboard. But he'd get a little inten- hype, get a little gas. His intentions were good. He was a sweet person. Yeah. This and movie was really good, man. Yeah, I would. Re- I recommend it. Yeah, this movie. This movie was really good. We'll get to like specifically ratings in a, in a little bit, but this movie was really really good. And I hadn't. I don't remember the '96 Olympics. You know, I mean, I was four, four mm-hmm. um, so it didn't really register. It doesn't register in my brain. Same. So when you see this footage and you see like you know the Macarena was hot, you know, oh. it really put you into the '90s as far as hairstyles yeah. and clothes and. And 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 the Macarena, like I said, and I did my research, and apparently, despite this bombing, which wasn't at an Olympic event, just mm-hmm. to be clear, it would be almost as if you know, when you go to a football game, if you go to the Super Bowl, there's stuff going on around the Super Bowl, right? Like you could see maybe Kesha performing at the Pepsi stage yep. outside of the arena. Nearby, yeah, mm-hmm. it was one of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but despite that, Amer- the USA cleaned up in that Olympics. They won. We won more gold medals and more medals overall than any other country. Oh. The second country was Germany. They won like twenty-two gold medals, and the United States won forty-six. Cool. So, despite this trauma that happened right outside the play, the the venue, we rally like Americans do, mm-hmm. and fucking cleaned up. So, uh, you know, I, I thought that was interesting. That I this little slice of history. I love films like that that take a little slice of history that people kind of for, maybe forgot about or yeah never heard of yeah and blow it up and star stud the cast i mean sam rockwell olivia wilde john ham kathy fucking bates love her love k bates she's she can do anything yeah k bates can do about it, it all now i wouldn't she's not meryl but kathy bates is kathy bates is is her own in she's her own her lane own, she's yeah. in her own lane she's in her own lane we had a discussion uh, earlier after the movie about how I, my hot take is I think Kate Blanchett is our, new, our Meryl. You think she's the new she's Meryl? Our, I mean, Meryl's our Meryl too, but we're millennials. You think... I think Kate Blanchett's our Meryl. Like, you think she's like a 10-year younger Meryl? 10 years? Isn't she? She's probably like 30 years young. I mean, Kate Blanchett's maybe 46 years old, I would think. How Meryl old do Street's you think Meryl is? 65. That math doesn't add up. Okay. <laughs> Somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. I bet I would bet I I wouldn't say I was tremendously. How think, old do you think Meryl Streep is? I think Meryl Streep's probably sixty. Okay, you act like she. You thought she was forty. Or and something. I think Kate Blanchett's probably forty six. That's what I said. Exactly Forty seven. Yeah. That's exactly what I said, and I was five years off on on Meryl. But yeah. you said a thirty year difference at first. Okay, That's twenty. What you said. Oh, sorry, twenty five. My bad. <laughs> sorry, super off. Anyway, my point is, this cast was star studded. It was a tremendous cast. Everybody came to play. They had a great script to work with. And I don't know how much... Oh, John Hamm. I said John Hamm. Oh. I don't know how much uh, Clint Eastwood... Obviously, had to direct it. But sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, the subject matter's perfect. Just fucking just let them go. Mm-hmm. And Paul Walter Hauser in this movie delivered on every level. This movie was unintentionally funny. Yes. It was dramatic. Yep. It was well acted. Mm-hmm. And the payoff at the end of the movie is tremendous. Yes. He gets a little monologue to yeah. go. But anyway, the, let's get into the story of Richard Jewell because this is a movie, but this actually happened. This is based on a true story. Yep. And so during the process of them making him their number one suspect because of whatever the reason was, I, I wasn't really able to find out why he popped up as the number one uh, 
su- suspect. According to the movie, it was like he was on TV and, uh, you know, some people had started to come forward about from his past saying, hey, man, this guy, he's, a little he, off. he's always been an attention seeker and wanted to get credit for doing things. And I would and, and I, I would feel uncomfortable if I didn't let if I didn't let people know about, you know, he used to work here and he did all these same things and said that he, he would, you know, he would kind of make he would make trouble to stop trouble. Mm-hmm. He would tell he would, he would turn a mountain into a molehill so that he could stop the molehill and then be proclaimed a hero. And you, you guys have kind of done that with this Atlanta bombing thing. Mm-hmm. Now he's on CNN. He's talking to Katie Couric. He's on good morning America. And that kind of started the, the ball rolling as far as making him the suspect, right. but they had no evidence because to be clear, before we even get into anything, I don't think it's a spoiler alert for based on a true story movie is he didn't do this. Not right. But the movie's more about what the United States government is willing to do to solve a case. Right. They bugged his house. They, you know, they used the media to portray him as a bad person. Uh, he couldn't leave his house. He was very, he was, became a major victim of the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm talking about. And Anna, his mom. And his mom. They got no peace for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I'm talking about in a matter of, the imagine that, that spin of going from, I think this happened with that guy. No, I don't think so. I was going to say Sully. Remember that that pilot who landed a plane in the Hudson River? Mm. Was plane the plane had like engine malfunction? Oh, and he landed the plane in a river. Oh, and saved Jesus. a bunch of people. I don't think it turned out that he was a bad guy or anything like that. I think it might have turned out that he was a little like kind of a creep or a douchebag. I can't. I don't. Oh. I don't. I'm not saying that for sure. But he still saved all those people. But imagine going from that, and then it turns out. Oh man, that dude put a bomb in the engine before he, they took off. He blew the plane up and then right. landed it and said he was a hero. And can you imagine like doing something or or something falls in your lap like that did for yeah. for him and he's and he's like, you know, he stopped a bomb from he did this good deed. He yeah. stopped it didn't stop the bomb from going off, but, but he saved a lot of people. Saved a lot of people and then you know, he was being humble about it, too, yeah. at first. He was like, other officers helped out and sure. blah, 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 blah. We were all doing our jobs. And he was very humble. And then, you know, he said at one point in the movie, his mom got three days to be proud of him yeah. before they turned this shit around and made it seem like he is a complete villain. For sure. How much has life flipped? I had a buddy who was on the local news one time just talking about, you know, maybe an event that was happening that weekend. And he rode that for months on social media. Wow. You know, went to his head. He's on TV. You know, yeah, man. You know, did you see my clip? Shared it every day. Just really went out of control. So I could only imagine what I would do if all of a sudden I was a national hero. Right. And Richard Jewell, according to this movie, played it super like, you know, I was just doing my job. Hey, man, if... The real heroes are the people who got those people out of there safely and the medical staff and the police officers, you know, I was just, I was just a cog in the machine and to not be able to just bask in that for four days and then become the polar opposite of it. Polar opposite. Everyone hated him. Yeah. I mean, every week, every day there's a new uh, headline, a nut job bomber question mark, you know, cause you have to try to play your little journalism games of suspect and you know, hero turned suspect bomber. And they, I mean, they villainized him so fast in the media storm. And this is a, this is a small town guy. Richard Jewell appeared to be 
an average Joe. Mm-hmm. Now, is it an average? Is he? An, did he seem like an average Joe that I would want to get a beer with? No, he's really into guns and you know um, had a little little weird mustache and you know seemed a little he's just a little, a little off. He's a little off, a little quirky. But he was sweet. But he was a very nice guy and he did his job the best he could. Yeah, you know. So and, and so and the FBI. I mean, there's a scene in this that really mirrored to me. Um, if you remember when they see us. The, yes, uh, where, with the kids. With the kids where they would be interrogating them for hours, but then they would just put the tape in right when they're like, okay, so when we start the tape, you're going to say you did this. Right. And to the to the untrained eye, the tape, you just go, well, this is a tape. This must be right when it started because that's how tapes work. You press play and that's from when it starts. That yeah. That's when they just got in the room. And they told Richard Jewell that they were bringing him in to do a FBI training video. And that's how they got him to get into the interrogation room. And they tried to get him to sign away his rights by saying, oh, this is just a part of this. It's all acting. You're just going to pretend like you're signing away your rights and we read you your Miranda rights. And then you're going to, we're going to interview you. And he thankfully Sadly, a lot of kids don't do that. I know. Well, why would you know how to? Yeah. I, I wonder, I when I saw that scene, I was like, what would I do in that situation? You would like, listen. I would listen. You would listen because I that's know. an authority figure. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, especially if you're innocent. Cause yeah. You're like, you're well, like, I didn't oh, do anything. I'm so good. I'm okay. And and that's how people get fucking locked up who are innocent. Because it's not what you know. It's what you can prove. Yeah. And this movie does a tremendous job of that. Luckily, he's a person that ends up coming out on the right side of it victorious. But every day people take pleas and, you know, cop out to this or whatever when they know they're innocent. But they just don't have the money or the resources to fight. Yeah. So they go, okay, well, I'm facing 10 years. I didn't do this, but they're offering me two. Right. So right. I'll take the two. Yeah. Now, he was facing capital punishment. He was yeah. he was facing the the death penalty. Yeah. Two people died and hundreds of people. This is like a, a war crime. Or, yeah. You know, this is something tremendous. Mm-hmm. And his ability, well, let me say, the actor's ability, because I didn't do much research on the actual event and how much can you really know other than reading an article. You know, we're watching uh Uh, thousands of hours of research done into film you know like we can never find the real version of you know uh richard jewell sitting in his his apartment talking to his lawyer and his mom and those kind of dynamics but the movie does a tremendous job of really making you feel like they're fucking railroading this dude man this isn't right Mm -hmm. and at the core of everything is this movie's really is such a case study in everything that me and fran talk about on this podcast because at the core of everything The fact of the matter is he could not have walked from the event that he was security guarding to the payphone where there there was a this was a bomb that was it was this was a terrorist attack. So somebody called in to call uh, the police and made a threat from a payphone that was like six blocks away. Right. And it it's impossible for him to have been at the event, which hundreds of people saw him at and at the payphone calling in the bomb threat. He couldn't have done both. And that was one and of that the was first the, that was the, the concrete did. evidence, and everything else was headlines from newspapers. The FBI getting him to say this is the bomber. Uh, you have thirty minutes to get out of there. They got you know because Richard Jewell is the type of guy who respects authority. Mm-hmm. That was also an aspect of this movie, which is fantastic. It Again, was. I'll say, it was also kind of funny too. It was because he's a guy that's like, well, I'm innocent. 
and I want to be an FBI guy yes. one day. So whatever you got, whatever you guys need, they, uh, they'd be like raiding, raiding their house. Yeah, they're raiding. Like his... if y'all need help finding anything, just uh, let me know. Yeah, they're they're raiding his house. Putting he has thousands of guns. They're raiding his house, taking his mom's Tupperware because the bomb used Tupperware in some kind of aspect. And his lawyer said, "Don't say anything. Shut up. <laughs> Don't say anything to them. They're here to hang you, man. They want to see you fry for this." And they're work looking around, putting stuff in boxes. Uh, if you guys need help finding anything, just let me know. It's not a problem at all. The, they're looking at his bookshelf. That's a good book, actually. Um, it's actually some really good stuff in there about um how to make a bomb. Like he just would say the wrong things. The like, wrong there's things. there's there's a really good chapter in there about you know terrorist attacks. Just making like, him look guilty. Yeah. So, but there might have been stuff. And this also this again, this is from the movie. I don't know what really happened. It's based on a true story, but based on the movie, it, it's it was almost like. They might not have taken this if you hadn't said this while they were holding it. Sure. You know, they're holding this book and you go, it's actually a really good manifesto about uh, the guy, the shoe bomber from Oklahoma. And they're like, okay, well, we're All taking right. this evi- as evidence. Thing, fucking your manifesto or whatever. Boom. And he couldn't help himself. He just wanted to ingratiate himself into police service. That's, that's, what, he's, that's what his dream was, mm-hmm. was to become what they're doing. And he couldn't he couldn't grasp the concept that he was on the other side because in his mind, I'm innocent. I didn't do this. So yeah. why it goes faster if I help. Mm-hmm. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And I feel like this movie is a necessary watch, you know, regardless of if, you know, maybe this message would resonate more realistically. Actually, no, I was going to say if this, maybe this would resonate more realis- realistically from the aspect of a person of color as opposed to some chubby white dude from atlanta but it's like no it's like everybody anybody can end up in the situation sure. so i take back what i said this is actually better because it shows you anybody can end up in this situation no matter what you think you're uh you're exempt from because of maybe your color of your skin your status in the country whatever it is if you become a suspect in anything related to a crime and the police let alone the federal bureau of investigation set their sights on you you need to be on the defense at all times. Watch what you say. Watch what you do. Watch, you know, be upfront about your past to your lawyers because they'll try to take anything that they can to create a narrative to hang you for whatever crime. they're. Tra- if they suspect you, they are their goal is now to convict you. Yeah. Well, they, they spent so much time turning the focus on him. That they weren't I feel looking like for they, whoever the real yeah, bomber was. They, and they got to a point where they're like, we just have we have to make it look like it was him or not. Whether whether or not these these, these FBI agents really like believed it or not, uh-huh. they got to the point where they were like, well, no, he did it. Yeah. He did it. He yeah. did it. And it's like, Very much what like when proof they see us. do you have? There was no proof the whole time. Yeah. The and, only proof was proof against them charging him which was him the, the him being able to distance. be at the pay fo- the pay phones and at the 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 music event sure it's impossible so they couldn't they couldn't pin it on him but they made their mind up yes and despite that fact which is it's it's irrefutable proof mm-hmm. this process took 88 days mm-hmm. they put him through hell for all, just about three months four days of being a hero 84 days of being a terrorist. Yep. And one thing I said while we watched while we were watching the movie is I guarantee now this movie's kind of his exemption, but the the first story's always bigger than the second story. Yep. And the, the first story is he's a terrorist, and the second story is 
oh, we made a mistake. Never mind. That's he, not front page news. It. That's not going to be on CNN. They're not going to invite Richard Jewell on TV to say, I'm sorry. The FBI didn't apologize to Richard Jewell, you know? Mm-hmm. And he has, he just has to pick up the pieces of his life. And there are, like I said, you and me, we might not remember the 96 Olympics. I was four, and you couldn't have given a fuck about the javelin throwing or whatever when you were six years old, <laughs> you know? So, But there are people who might have been 16 when that happened. Sure. And they just remember... Oh, is that the guy that he did it, right? Because they didn't see the retraction. Sure. So you still have to fight that for another decade or whatever. Yep. And sadly, Richard Jewell died in 2007 of a heart attack. I know. So he didn't even get to live to see his movie come out. Mm. His mother apparently is still alive, though. Oh, okay, babe. Yeah, well, (laughs) Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Jewell. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby Jewell, his mother. Yeah, played by Kathy Bates. Bobby Bates. (laughs) Yeah, Bobby Bates. Double Bs. Um, She's still alive, apparently. He was only 44, so she's definitely, I would imagine, I'm glad she at least got to see that. Honestly, she probably needed to see that more than he did. Yeah. Because he was so, like, okay with the authorities, you know, even, even when they were doing stuff that was really mean or yeah. harsh or all this stuff he he kept just saying they're just doing their job they're yeah. just doing their job at one point the lawyer got mad and said like why are you sticking up for them yeah you know and he was like well i'm not yeah that's you know, just who i am i'm a rule yeah, follower my mother raised me this way he would tell him that like my mother raised me to follow the rules yeah and these guys are the rule they Makers. disseminate the rules they yeah. they are the people who enforce the rules so how can they be wrong? Well, and it took him so long to get the concept of that. I think when it was all said and done, all he wanted was it just to be over. Yeah. He didn't need the apologies. He didn't need, you know, he didn't need the attention again. Yeah. He just wanted, he just wanted it all to, to be leave done. Leave me alone. But he had enough, he had enough attention for three lifetimes. Oh yeah. He lived like a Kardashian for 84 days. But, but, 600 cameras flashing in his eyes and oh, microphones yeah. on his shoulder Taking walking his, to the store. He was trying to like take, they had like a little beagle. Yeah. He would just take the beagle out of the apartment to go pee. Just Richard, why'd you, why'd you do it? Why'd you bomb the, you know, they ask questions like that without having any proof. The media just goes, why'd you do it? And I mean, how did he never got to the point where he was like, fuck you all. I stopped this. Yeah, he didn't do his Tyrion Lannister Like I say, I saved a lot of people. He never lost his cool. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser's monologue was really good, but it was no the trial from Game of Thrones. That Peter Dinklage speech when they tried to kill him for killing the king. Again, that's why he can be Tiger King. What did he say? He said, I saved you all. He's the best, man. I should have let you die. He said, if, he said, if I had he's enough poison, so I'd poison good. all of you. He's so yeah, good. Yeah, he's really good. But Paul Walter Hauser's monologue was very much like, you know, I'm sad for you guys, man, because I used to respect you, and now seeing this. I, I don't. I don't. And the bomber is still out there. And you and guys haven't looked for him at all because yeah, you've been focused on what, me. What if he does this again? Yeah. He was so. He was so heartfelt. Yeah. Yes. So sincere. And genuinely concerned, like, fuck me. There's a guy. Somebody did yeah. this. I'm traumatized by that event. What if he does this again somewhere else? Right. And you guys are wasting time. I didn't do this. Where's mm-hmm. the, what proof do you have? None? Then leave me alone. Then leave me alone and, and go, go, fi- find, go the find the guy that you can find proof on. Yeah. You took my mom's Tupperware. You took her under things. You've taken my guns. You've talked to my friends. You tried to come up with some narrative that I'm gay and I got my friend to 
be my accomplice. That's how. That's who did the the phone calls things. You sent people who were supposed to be my friends into my house with wires on. You did all of this, and what did you come up with? Nothing. So leave me alone. So leave me the hell alone and go find who does who did this before he does it again. But like I said, he never lost his cool. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Paul Walter Hauser was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. I, I think. And he I would think be, everyone he would, would he think would be, so. He would be phenomenal as James Garrett's James Garrettson. He would. Film. Thank you. He would. Thank you. I thought it was a perfect casting. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, this was a really, really good movie. Um, I wouldn't say 10 out of 10. That, that's a really hard. For me, a 10 has to have cinematography involved. Yeah. It has to have an art aspect to it. That's just my sticklerness like for it. Like 1917. Yeah. If we're, if, you know, we're sitting here, we're in, the, we're in the True Crime Cinema Club. We're talking cinema. We're cinephiles. We're all about that film. And if we're talking about what makes a 10, it can't just be the script and the acting and it in the story it, yeah. it has to be an art piece artistically um you know yeah, it has to have some artistic direction and i think clint eastwood is very much like i'm just capturing what's in this room mm-hmm. he's very raw mm-hmm. there's no frillies or slow motion or none of that he's like i want this to feel like you're watching a documentary or like watching what the event and it did it did did feel like that it, it did really felt and and like i said uh, the person who played Richard Jewell, they first of all perfect casting. Yes, couldn't couldn't have picked a better cast. No, the lawyer was fantastic. Lawyer was acting. Now nah, I turned to you and I said, whoever played, you know, I, I don't think the journalist is they. It's probably based off of somebody. Oh yeah, but I don't think she was supposed to be a specific person. Yeah, but Olivia Wilde playing some Atlanta newspaper journalist and John Hamm p- playing an FBI agent. I watch enough fucking uh, case files and true crime documentaries. There ain't too many FBI agents that look like John Hamm. <laughs> and if you and if you were if you looked like Olivia Wilde, you wouldn't be working for print journalism. You'd be in TV. Yeah. So they should be very honored. Man, but, she she was despicable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, she was just meant to play the media. Sure. The disgusting. But she, she did a good job at the it. The story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She because because. It took about two minutes of yeah. her talking, and I was like, I do not like yeah. this woman. Getting Putting the story out there before you have all the facts. Yeah. You know, using headlines to- Using people. Using people. Yeah. You know, giving out your sources, or using the information from your sources before you really, like, corroborate it and make sure yeah. it's true, you know, and, and but all ch- just for the clicks and the likes and the views and all, yeah. just to get that before you get- the integrity of journalism. She just was nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For in sure. every sense. And it was And like, John Hamm was nasty in his own way. The yeah, character John Hamm's he character. Was. He played an FBI agent who was relentless in trying to prove that this person who was innocent was guilty. Mm-hmm. And there's something so evil about that. Well I That's mean, why I thought Felicity Huffman was so great in When They See Us, because despite any kind of road bump that came that said these kids didn't they didn't hurt that lady, she's like, No, they they did it. Yes, they did it. Like her. I even believe. I don't. I might even believe based off. You know that lady sued Ava DuVernay, or she's suing her or something for defamation of character oh. for something that she did. Oh. But if anything, I feel like that movie portrayed her as no. She just. She really thought there was. No, I don't she think really there was maliciousness. It. You know, she just was so racist and and evil that she just was like they did it. There, whatever thing that you're trying to say they didn't do you they there's a there's a reason to why it looks that way because it's definitely them Mm -hmm. they were there they're black they're hispanic they did it Mm -hmm. john ham on the other hand in this movie he knew that guy didn't do it 
it, but he, he did just a good needed job at playing that though because there were moments where i was like does he really believe it well there's I mean, also even a, at the end he said i still think i still, I still think, think he but he has it. to say that because he didn't follow protocol in the movie mm-hmm. he's the leaked source yeah he kind of started the whole circus of you know the media yep and so he had to he had to stick with and he was the lead on the investigation. I think he also just wanted him to be the bomber so bad he because just, he, he fucked up. And he didn't Yes, that and Richard Jewell is an easy guy to not like if you're a police officer. Sure. If you did all the right things, if you're a CIA agent or an FBI agent, you climbed the ladder, you did all the things the right way, and some dude's like, Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a police officer as well. Or whatever. I'm a right. what, did he, what would he say? I'm a th- authority. I, I'm I'm a, well, I think it was authority. I'm yeah, authority too. Yeah, something so. like that. I'm a law. I'm a, yeah, he would say something like that. I get what you're doing. I get protocol. I'm, a, I'm an authority be, as well. He's so badly. Yeah. He just was, wanted to be. He was some security. Authority. Like a bouncer. Aww. He would do security gigs, doorman, yeah. uh, event security, Took campus security. Very seriously. Very seriously. Very and, serious. and, and, and Paul Walter Hauser. Did a phenomenal job. And he was so funny without meaning to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's this one scene. It's so it's so minor. But if you guys watch the movie, he... he no, watch the movie. No ifs. Watch Richard Jewell. And, and after he has... Um, this is when he's still a hero uh-huh. for the like first three, three, four days. No, no. I think I know what scene you're talking about. And he just got back. It was he the ju- morning uh, after yeah, the bombing. Yeah. And he had, he not just came slept. home. He lives with his mom. He lives at he home lives, with his mother. Yeah. In her and he apartment. had to come home to see his mom and see how everything's going. It's just finally yeah. got away from the event. And then he goes and he looks in the mirror and he just goes, good God. Yeah. He's talking to her. Quick. It was crazy. Mama, I tried to call you last night. It was crazy event. It was just, everything was, Oh, good Lord. He looked yeah. at himself <laughs> in the mirror. Cause he, First of all, he's he's a slovenly guy in general. It's just yeah. hilarious that he thought of all the things wrong with Richard Jewell's body. Yeah, you know, he's overweight, he's second. middle-aged, and he goes, oh, my hair's a mess. It was so cute. What's it, going on with my hair? I, I, Whoopsie I, doodles. I belly laughed for like a good minute. Yeah, it was, it was funny. It, it was well, it was, was also it was so like natural. To, yeah, 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 it, it was had ad-libbed. to have been ad-libbed. I bet it was ad-libbed. Like where you, you know, you're like talking to someone and then you just look in the... Like, like, oh, when, man. Yeah, you have a moment where you like have to react. Like, yeah. You know, Oh God, I look awful. Yeah, um, it was really yeah. cute. But it, every little thing like that that he does, I I just believe that's why he's such a good actor. Yeah, it always amazes me. I did a little bit of research. He's from Dearborn, Michigan. Paul Walter Hauser. Mm-hmm. He was born in like '86, I believe. He's pretty young. And the people that you—it's crazy. Like you see these people doing these Oscar buzz movies, Oscar nominated movies, and all these kind of things. And even in the movies where you watch a movie like uh, Three Billboards, uh, where uh, what was her name? Oh, Tara, she's great. Terry, whatever, the, the the star of Three Billboards. But not her, but in a movie like that, you see a lot of people, I think Sam Rockwell was in that too, but you see a lot of people who look like middle America people. Yes. And then it turns out like, oh no, they were Ju- Juilliard trained. Mm-hmm. Now I don't, I didn't do that much research on Paul Walter Hauser, but I wouldn't be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a thespian. Oh yeah. You know, really like studied the craft of acting because sure. he seems like such a, you know, an extra from American History X or some dude from Wisconsin. But it takes a skill to to make somebody feel like they're just watching some dude off the street. Yeah. So you know, natural. Re- regurgitate lines flawlessly mm-hmm. n- and not feel like he's going, well, uh, I tell you one thing. I'll. Ne-. It feels like you're watching a like they took a guy from Wisconsin and just 
filmed him. I think what's amazing about him is he never seems dramatic. No. But he is But it's real. Killing it. Yes. Because the monologue, it's it's a, it's a borderline tear-jerking monologue. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was moments in this that got me a little... I, I didn't cry. But there were some moments in this that made you go like, oh, tug at your heartstrings. Because he's a great relationship with his mom. Him yeah. and Kathy Bates have great chemistry. They did. And... The, I thought I liked the lawyer with him too. Yeah, Sam Rockwell was great in this movie too. Richard Jewell, man, Richard Jewell was just a really good movie. I would say, like I said, I can't give it a ten, but I would say like an eight and a half, uh-huh. which is great. That's a that's a great review. The the actors there aren't many. Every movie's not an eight and a half. The actors didn't have to do anything different. You're just saying it the, it wasn't blowing you away like with the cinematography. Yeah, it's but not that's a movie just location. I don't think it's a movie movie I'll watch again. Right. You know, like Mad Max. I don't think Mad Max was a ten. But I'd watch Mad Max. I'd say Mad Max was like an eight because it's entertaining. Because and because it was just visually stunning. They did yeah. things with like colorful smoke, and it was just and it, that movie is like Richard Jewell. Whatever Richard Jewell's missing, Mad Max was missing. So they're both eights to me. Yeah. But if if Mad Max did some of the stuff Richard Jewell did, and if Richard Jewell did some of the stuff that Mad Max did, they both be tens. If that makes sense. So then you get a Jojo Rabbit. Where the oh. acting is fucking perfect. Oh. And then it has really cool cinematography oh. as well. That Jojo gets, Rabbit is a 10. a 10. Jojo Rabbit is a 10. And 1917 is a 10. And 1917 is a 10. Yeah. But we're here to talk about Richard Jewell. Okay. Uh, what, are saying, your fi- what are your final thoughts on Richard Jewell? Um, just that I'm obsessed with uh, Paul. Paul yeah, Walter Hauser. Love him. I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. I will watch. I want to any- see him in more stuff. I genuinely would watch anything he's in. Well, he was in Black Klansman. Yeah. And he was in uh, I, Tanya. I Tanya. And uh, there's some other stuff he was in, apparently. But uh, we're kind of watching his rise real in yeah. real time. I just think he's... Phen- he's captivating. He's phenomenal. He's really a captivating he's person on screen. He's captivating, but he seems so regular. And I think that's what I love about him. Yeah. Yeah. He could be anybody. Yeah. He's just someone off the street. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he brings perfect acting without ever... See- he doesn't have to yell and he yes. doesn't have to scream and he doesn't have to be like he's stead- a super he's steadfast hunk. like he's just he's like, steadfast yeah he's just he's like a ship speaks for himself it's like i'm it's like it's like i, I look like i'm going across this water really slow but i'm a forty thousand ton ship i'm a i'm a force but it looks so you know Smooth. steady and, and easy going yeah but it but it's captivating to see a yeah. massive ship going across water, no matter how slow it's going. Mm-hmm. He's like that, you know, where there's actors who go up and down yeah. and, and, you know, all these kind of like a Gary Oldman or, 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 you know, uh, you know, whoever, you know, there's, there's actors who Samuel L. Jackson, their, their thing is like, I go to 11 out mm-hmm. of 10. Mm-hmm. He's like just straight across the line, but yeah. it's, it's amazing to watch. Slow and steady wins Very, the race. Robert. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. I mean, not Robert Downey Jr. Robert De Niro has that yeah. ability, but he he obviously he can go to eleven too. Mm-hmm. But it's but some, in Irishman, he always yeah, was and slow other and movie, steady. Taxi Driver, other movie where it's just like when you catch him, just I'm here mm-hmm. and I'm here and I'm talking like this and just mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying. In that, Denzel Washington has that. Mm-hmm. There's guys that just I'm just going across. I'm 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 tracing this picture. But it's going to be fucking beautiful when I'm finished. Yeah. And I'm just going along the lines and I'm not going outside the box too much. But I can. Yep. I can do that. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony, no big deal. Doesn't require that right now. Mm-hmm. There's He's he's up there as far as if you need that for a movie, get him. Mm-hmm. Get PWH. 
Yeah. Because he's going to bring a, a realism to the to your film. So good. A, a down to earth. Now, I don't think he could play. I don't want to doubt him, but I think he plays middle American very well. He I does? don't know if I'd see him in a like a foreign. I don't think he can play like an Israeli person, but I could be wrong. But I think he play, anything that has to do with like, uh, you know, militias or or cults. Or, but see, you know, I think he could like. I know I just talked about Jojo Rabbit. Southern. He could have played the character that um, the girl, the blonde girl that makes you mad sometimes. What's her oh, name? Oh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Ugh. <laughs> Alvin has some issue with Rebel Wilson. I hate Rebel Wilson. <laughs> Hollywood I, tried to tell us that Rebel Wilson's hilarious and is a star of movies. And it's like, no, she's an addition to a movie. And that's fine. That's fine. Well, that's was, okay. Melissa play- McCarthy went through the same thing. I feel the same way about Melissa McCarthy, but I think Melissa McCarthy's funnier, way funnier than Rebel Wilson. But a few years ago, Hollywood was like, man, they loved her in Bridesmaid. Let's make her the star of a bunch of movies that are stupid. Who, Melissa? Yeah. Oh. She was in like a spy movie and a bunch of just, it's like, who's what? No, you know, we're good. Mm -hmm. She's a great addition to a movie and she's not a big screen. If you want to put her in an indie comedy, that's as a star. That's fine, but like a franchise, you know, Rebel Wilson did a lot of movies, man. Mm-hmm. After Pitch Perfect, that were shit. Well, because she's the same character in every movie. She's like, "Hey, I'm Rebel Wilson." Nah, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I just, what are you saying there? Anyways, every movie she's that. Don't even get me started. Uh, you already went off. Hate Rebel um, Wilson. But anyway, matter of fact, quick tangent. He, no. Quick, no, no, you, no, no, you stop. Because you brought me here, and now I'm here. We were on a flight. Oh, God. We were on a flight, and my go-to move whenever we're on a flight is I immediately put my headphones on, and I pretend to be asleep. Like, Here's immediately. A, like, people are still putting their luggage Yeah, going across me, seat. and to get, if they're the middle seat, I won't move. I'm asleep. You he, just squeeze past he, my legs. And he does this so people won't talk to him. Yeah, you. I don't like to be talked to in public, <laughs> so don't, you know, so the best way to avoid that is to be asleep. Sierra, on the other hand, is she's got big blue eyes, and hey, what's going on? Oh, what are you eating? A Biscoff cookie? No, and, I don't, I don't start conversations on the plane. I and, just get roped in, because, I don't know, I have a magnet. Yeah, anyway... Sierra ends up in one of these situations. Some lady talking her ear off, talking about a husband I don't believe she had, and all kind of shit, just all kind of whatever. This woman proceeds to put on a Rebel Wilson movie. Sierra's watching a movie. I'm playing my Nintendo Switch. She then asks me if I like Nintendo Switch. I heard what she said. The girl did. I heard what she said. She leaned over me to ask him if he likes his Nintendo Switch. I heard what she said, but I had my noise-canceling headphones on, which weren't canceling enough noise because she still pierced through a bit, but I pretended like I didn't hear, and I kept playing my Nintendo Switch. I then hear Sierra go, yeah, he does like it. (laughs) Because the listeners should know, I try to dodge the people for you. You know that. Like, I, I take the bullet. She was it. trying to talk to you. I know your. I methods. promise you, the bullet would have been dodged regardless of what you did. I would not have answered that woman. That's rude. And then I'm put in the middle, and she asks you a question, and I'm like, "Uh, okay, I guess I have to answer." Anyway, yeah, he likes it. <laughs> anyway, the point is, she's watching a Rebel Wilson movie. I can't name your Rebel Wilson movie that is laugh out loud hilarious. I couldn't laugh at a Rebel Wilson movie the way this woman laughed on a plane if my mother's life depended on it. 
Yeah. And it be believable? I mean, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't believe my laugh. Everyone was she looking. She was it embarrassed me. Everyone was like turning around. I was doing at like me. the the hand over the side of your face looking the other way like, "Oh my god, are people staring at us?" Because she was <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Oh, Just like loud. like ad libs to her laugh. Oh god. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And not like and then quietly she would, trying to laugh. And then she would turn to Sierra and go, see, it's, she would break down the funny like she worked at a goddamn clown college. See, it's funny because you know that trope in films where the ugly girl becomes pretty? They're making fun of all those tropes where, you know, luck and romantic comedies. And it's just so funny because it would never go that way. The trope in the movie, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Leave us alone. And I, I was watching something with my headphones in so anytime she wanted to tell me something that, in, that means her tapping me and again people i'm a stranger <laughs> i am a stranger she does not know me but when she first sat down she started talking to me and blah 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 then i put my headphones in put on a typical season three great and I'm trying to watch it because that was my way of being like, okay, like I'm watching talk, something. We're all watching our things and we're all doing our things. But that's she kept like stopping her movie and then touching my shoulder, like tap, tap. I take my headphones out, you know. I, I I take a page out of Alvin's book where you make it like real dramatic, like oh, oh what oh, I'm sorry what, what? okay what hold was on that? what was that what and and then she's explaining and she was laughing so loud people way up front in the plane and way behind in the plane are like looking up over their seats to see who this obnoxious person is and P.S. this is a night flight yeah people are trying to sleep this is and a she's night laughing like a hyena flight like four or five hours from Vegas. It was the most obnoxious thing I've ever been a part it was, of. It was awkward. I got secondhand embarrassment. I never have seen that woman again and she is forever a part of my life as like <laughs> some weird embarrassing moment I had on a plane because we were in the same row. Well, and I was she embarrassed, embarrassed Ro J. everyone kept looking back and I was like, do they think it's me? Well, you do laugh like, really like a ho- monster. I do, but on planes, I keep it as quiet as possible. Yeah. You know that. Me that's too. What people do. You try you, to be you respectful. Hold it, I could be watching fucking The Hangover and I'm going to go. <laughs> right. Where it, where it like makes you like cry. Cause yeah. You're, you're, you're trying to hold it in but and hurt your chest. A typical was making me crack up, but I'm like <laughs> to myself. <laughs> evil made you evil laugh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and but anyway, so we finally the plane you know, lands and, and I and run off the plane. Alvin essentially runs off the plane, grabs my luggage for me. Let's I was go. Furious. We are not even like off the, the little, what, like the, like run, the tarmac, the little, tar- I don't know. Yeah. And like, we're back in the airport now. We're off of like the little like walkway to get to the plane. And he starts flipping out. And let me be, let me, <laughs> let me just let everyone know. I think I've only seen you genuinely mad probably three times before That's a fair that assessment. was one of them yeah was, and yeah. he was just loudly like are you fucking kidding me how dare she talk to you like that the whole time that was so rude and blah 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 blah, blah going off and then i'm just like then i get mad and i'm like alvin you weren't even the one she was talking to i, was I get mad. to be mad i was mad for it, it made me mad that she just couldn't take a hint of like Leave people alone. He was going. It's off. midnight. We're in the. We're thirty thousand feet in the air, and it's midnight. 
Why are you this talkative? Going off. And I just, and then I finally reacted and was like, come on, man. I'm the one she was talking to. Anyway. anyway. Yeah, the point of that story was <laughs> Paul Walterhauser would have been great in Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> in the role that Rebel Wilson yeah, played. Yeah, and I would absolutely have loved it. Well, but that's she what was, I mean. She, no, I, I take that, that up. Back. She was good in that. She was I, good in Jojo she Rabbit. She was. But I brought that up because when you said, you know, he plays Middle America well, he would have played that German guy great. Well, he doesn't strike me as a guy that would nail an accent. Oh, don't underestimate I, I, PWH. I don't want to. I, I take it back. I okay. don't want to underestimate him because he could blow me away soon. And I'll feel really bad. Yeah, I just, you will. Feel I'm bad. putting him in a box, and that's not right. Yeah, that's it not is a, right. It is a golden box. What I'm putting him in. Well, be, let me be clear. The box that I'm putting him in is like I think he could win an Oscar playing a fucking bumpkin dude from Ohio. Well, I'm like not a, putting him an in Academy a box. Award winning golden box, but it is a box I'm putting him in. Well, mine's not a box. He's in a in a. Big gold pool. Good one. Where he can just swim around and just do what he wants. Okay, cool. That's a great analogy. So suck it, Alvin. Uh, didn't have to get aggressive like that. I cast him in my movie. You didn't even think of him for anything. I didn't. Um, anyway. But I love him. Yeah, Richard Jewell, man. I thought Richard Jewell, to anybody, right now I think you have to rent it. It's not available to watch on things, but you know it's worth the, the five ninety nine or whatever to rent. I yeah. know it fucking is quarantine right now, but you know that stimulus check's hitting. Take that twelve hundo. Treat yourself to a movie night. Get some popcorn. Maybe get some uh, Cool Ranch Dorito seasoning and sprinkle that on the popcorn. And just have a fucking night, man. Watch some Richard Jewell. Maybe follow that up with a what's a good double feature? Follow that up with a nineteen seventeen. Oh, that'd be a good back to back. You know, you know, or or go Richard Jewell, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, <sighs> really That's good. A hell of a movie. Hell of a movie night. Oh yes. Also, you could go Richard Jewell if you want to go super. Man, this country has some fucking weird pockets. You could go Richard Jewell, uh, uh, fucking uh, Florida Project. Oh yeah, throwback. You know, you go, you can go Richard Jewell, Florida Project, and just get two different coasts yep. of fucking crazy. You know, uh-huh. you go from that down south to deep down south. Yeah, because Florida's its own coast. I don't care if Atlanta and they're both. Florida's its own thing. You go Florida Project, Richard Jewell, another girl. Now, I don't think that Bria Vanate, who is the character who is in Florida Project, she's the mom of the little girl that uh, I love. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's a rock star actor. Yeah. But did a tremendous job in Florida Project. Yeah. Richard Jewell did a, I mean, Paul Walter House did a great job in Richard Jewell. I think he has a flourishing career. Oh, yeah. I don't know if Bria Vanate has the same thing, but she's great. I loved her in that movie. And also, your boy was in that movie. Fucking ah, hey, hey, what's going on? Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe was in that movie he's too. With his, big, with his big ghoulish mouth and his creepy eyes. Stop it! I love Willem Dafoe, you're but being, he's a he's a creepy looking. You're dude. You're being mean. Is Willem Dafoe not a creepy looking dude? He's striking. Striking. Yeah. Idris Elba's striking. No, Richard Jewell looks. Elba's, I mean, uh, Elba's handsome. He's not striking. What's his name? Looks like a goddamn a gargoyle on the top of a sta- uh, a church. He does. Thank you. That's all I needed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, one last time, just to make it clear, we both love Richard Jewell. Yep, Um, go watch it, guys. Paul Walter Hauser was incredible. Let us know what you think. Yes, please. If you've seen Richard Jewell, let's have a discussion about it. Uh, The 96 Olympics, like I said, we we still had a great year despite that. I I don't know the last time America hosted the Olympics, and I don't know if we ever will after this whole thing. I don't even know if the Olympics will happen anymore. They're talking about, I saw a a doctor on TV saying, this might be the end of handshakes. Like a societal change. Like we should, like he was saying, this is a wake up call and maybe handshaking isn't a good way to say hello to somebody. You know who got it right? The Chinese. I disagree. Just a nice 
hand to the side, bow. Don't put your germs on me. I don't want to touch your gross hands. Oh, well, that's cool. I yeah. mean, that's fine. I mean, there's gonna, it's going to be replaced by something. Yeah. Black people, we do elbows. And we've been doing that before this whole thing. Why what's, is that? What's going on, big dog? It's just something that man, people have dirty hands sometimes. Also, we eat a lot of chips. So like cheese dust, buff, buffaloes. Wow. So if you got a hand, you got a, if you got a, you know, you got the bag in one hand, you got the chips eating the chips. We don't dap with the left hand for one. So you got the chips, your hand, you got Cheeto dust all over your, your fingers on your right hand. You just go, hey, what's going on, man? Boom, elbow. Put that elbow out. You go elbow to elbow, and that's love. That's an embrace. Wow. I mean, my family's incredibly affectionate. Hug, kiss, kiss on the mouths. Like that's yeah. what we do. So yeah, they do. <laughs> My dad kisses Alvin's mouth. He had to get used to that. <laughs> I didn't. We didn't need to tell the listeners. That he had to get used to that. that. It's just a peck. It's like a hey, son. Mwah. That wasn't yep. something the listeners. Listen, my family. There, they. We are. We are from you America, but there's a lot of European heritage. You didn't. Hold on. You didn't need to tell the listeners that I go out like that. I'm. Okay. I'm just. Letting them know the truth. So all I'm saying is it it would really be a change for my family. Yeah, big time. Hugs, kisses. It It is like. But, but you know, if, gonna if, be your dad very never, if your dad never kissed me again, I, I'd survive. I, I'm sure you would. I'd live, you know. Just I'm sure a, but, you would. But, you know, let's hope that things don't change. But if they did, I'd, I'd, I'd He's I'd French, it. okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this has been another episode of uh, the True Crime Cinema Club. And uh, I think, you know, this is probably how we're going to do things for a little bit until Fran, you know, comes out of his. He put a, a, a like a, a one of those tents for when you fumigate a house. Yeah. Put that around the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's locked in. He is. So whenever he decides to zip, 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 unzip that house and, yeah. and make his way back over here, we'll get back to things as normal. But um, this is this is the new format now. So let's take them out with one last time for our, with our jingle for. Oh Trump yeah, the, Club. the jingle, okay. right? Yeah, okay. Um, the one that we practiced. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a one, one, and a two, and a true crime. I'm. It's time I'm to party in the house because we can't go outside. outside. It's the quarantine, but we have films to watch, watch. and it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a great, great night. night. True crime Christ cinema club. Club. Good job. 13 hours. Yeah. It took. Uh-huh. But the practice really paid off, and I think the people are going to enjoy that. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Um, I like how you harmonized with me on the end. I appreciate yeah, that it. was we, intentional. We had some discussion about, you know, doing that or not, but I'm, I think, you you know, I'm glad you put your foot I'm glad you put your foot down. I'm glad I listened to you. Thanks. Okay, guys. Um, Be safe out there. Um, Make sure you got some groceries in the house, and, you know. Watch that cinema. Watch that cinema. Watch Richard Jewell ASAP. Great film. And we'll be back next week with something else that we watch, you know, and and let us know if you have ideas. Yeah, if you have any suggestions, you want to hear our take on a movie that you've seen recently, let us know. We'll give it a watch and put we'll it come on. Here, the... We'll either butcher it or give it a glowing review, like Richard Jewell. Yeah, put it on the Facebook page. Yeah, exactly. Look at you calling shots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Well, I'll see you guys later.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 